BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Hey, what's going on? It's Devin with a quick announcement before we get started. Uh, The Bay team is planning meetups in each of the Bay Area's nine counties this year. These are just casual kickbacks with anybody who wants to come out and just meet us and hang out. It's uh, really just a reason to hang out with y'all. And so the first one is going to be in Vallejo on February 7th between 5 to 7 p.m., at Mare Island Brewing Tap Room. This is right next to the Ferry Building, so if you're coming from the city, it's easy enough to hop on and off. There are details in our show notes, and you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at the Bay KQED. All right, here's the show. One thing I can't wrap my head around is when I hear that people are buying homes in the Bay Area with all cash offers. What I also don't get is when people making these offers aren't people at all. They're anonymous shell companies. You go look at the county courthouse to find information about this house. You will find that it's owned by Catamount Properties 2018 LLC. Basically tells you nothing. More and more homes across the country are owned by anonymous shell companies instead of people. And information about them is kept secret by the federal government. If we don't know who owns these properties, we can't hold them accountable for their part in the housing crisis. Today, the fight to put a name to these companies. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to The Bay. Um, well, okay, first off, just tell me why we're standing in front of this house on Delano Street. We're standing in front of this house at 66 Delano Street because it's one of many, many homes all across the country that have been bought up by shell companies uh, where we don't really know who the owner is. Aaron Glantz is an investigative reporter with Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting. He also authored a new book called Home Records, all about how rich and powerful people exploited the financial crisis, and benefited from foreclosures. We met in San Francisco's Balboa Park neighborhood, in front of a house owned by a shell company. If you look around and you wonder, you know, why can't I buy this house? Why can't I find any house? A lot of the time, it's because it's been bought by a shell company. A distant landlord owning a building like this, instead of you know, somebody who lives in it, means that the building can sit empty, boarded up with a fence around it, and get no attention for a long time uh, because Mr. LLC doesn't walk up and down this block and see this burnt out building every day. 
Oftentimes, one can even register an anonymous company online. There can also be what's referred to as a registered agent involved. That's the person who would receive all the mail for the company. For example, if there's some kind of legal action taken against it, that person would notify the appropriate parties. Is this pretty common for houses owned by shell companies to just be sitting empty? Well, I mean, this is one of the things that we don't have a good understanding of. You know, there's a lot of theories. So right now we're standing in front of a house that looks like it's been hit by a fire, yeah. right? And it's gutted and it doesn't look like there's a lot of work going on and it's just sitting here boarded up. Uh, Elsewhere, there are apartments downtown San Francisco in these glittering new skyscrapers uh, that are have the lights off at night, mm -hmm. right? Elsewhere, there are homes owned by shell companies that are corporate landlords. Uh, there's a lot of theories about who is buying up our real estate. Are we talking about Silicon Valley techies? Are we talking about international money from China and Russia? You know, are we talking about Airbnb? Are we talking about people just parking their money in, you know, husks of burned out buildings? Uh, we don't really know. Right. There's a lot of unanswered questions. And that's why uh, Reveal has gone to court suing the Treasury Department uh, to get answers to some of those questions. The lawsuit filed by the Center for Investigative Reporting is a big deal. It could tell us who's behind these shell companies and who owns these homes. The reason we chose this home is because it's also owned by the same group that owns another one, one you probably heard about in West Oakland which was occupied by two moms for several weeks without permission until they were evicted just this week. So that same shell company owns this house, but who owns the shell company, right, right? right? That's what we're trying to find out. What's the benefit of creating a shell company to own all these homes? Well, these the statute creating shell companies was created many years ago and is actually created to help an oil company in the Rockies that had oil rigs in Central America and it wanted to limit it, its liability uh, in the case that something happened on those oil uh, facilities in Panama. So LLC stands for Limited Liability Company. They wanted to distance their liability for whatever happened in Panama to the company back in the Rockies. Over the years, however, this has been used by real estate moguls to amass property and hide the true source of their money from the public. You know, you have speculators like uh, Wedgwood, right? You have bigger real estate investment trusts, like the ones I spotlight in Homewreckers run by Tom Barrick and C. Schwartzman in these big private equity funds. You have international investors parking their money. You have mom and pop landlords that just prefer to operate behind a limited liability corporation. What we don't know is the proportion of all of these against each other and who the most significant actors are. This basic transparency exists in countries all over the world, in Russia, in Ukraine, in Argentina, in Israel. You can go online and see who the money is behind anything, any beneficial owner of real estate. In America, we can't. How can we make smart policy about issues of homeownership and wealth 
in America, about housing and homelessness in America, if we don't even know who's buying up the buildings? If this building were cited for blight, how would the city hold them accountable? You know, are they going to hold Mr. Catamount Properties 2018 LLC accountable? Yeah. Right? The whole point of a limited liability company is to limit the liability of the person on the other end of that shell. And there's a lot of rumors, right, that our homes are being bought up by international money. People are just parking their money in our homes. And that's why we have a housing shortage. So the Treasury Department has been asking for information about these beneficial owners. Then when we at Reveal asked for that same information from the Treasury Department using the Freedom of Information Act, they said no. They won't give it to us. So that's why we sued them. And what we're saying to the Treasury Department is, look, if you want to redact uh, individuals, uh, social security numbers or other legitimately private information, you know, absolutely. But you cannot hide everything from the public. You have to share the answer to this very basic question, which is who is who's the money? behind this house that we're standing in front of and all of the other homes, millions of them around the country that are being bought up by shell companies. Do you have any idea how many houses in the Bay Area or the state or even the country are bought up by shell companies? The Census Bureau is telling us that there are nearly 3 million homes and more than 10 million apartment units uh, across the country that are now owned by LLC, LLP, and LP shell companies. And this is unprecedented in our nation's history. Uh, before the housing bust, well over 90% of residential real estate was owned by people. Uh, that is one of the legacies that we're dealing with now in uh, 2020. What do you think it means to the average person who's living in a neighborhood with, that has these types of homes on, the, on its block? You know, here we are in front of this house that was bought for $921,000 by a shell company. And it's sitting here empty with no work going on. If it was bought by a person who intended to live in it, there would probably be activity right now where that person would be fixing it up so that they could move in. Uh, but this company is parking its money in this building, waiting for the best business opportunity going forward. Perhaps we'll be looking to sell it to somebody else uh, who will then fix it up later when the value is higher. Uh, perhaps it will fix it up itself later on when it deems it to be more economically profitable. But it's not making that decision uh, based on its desire to live in a nice home. Yeah. And I guarantee you that the Bay Area housing market being as it is, if this house wasn't bought up by a shell company, it wouldn't be sitting here vacant for years. Somebody would come along and want to buy it and fix it up and move in and live in it. The Center for Investigative Reporting filed a lawsuit against the Treasury Department last month. But Aaron told us that state and local governments could do something about this, too. For instance, they could start tracking the names of shell company owners in their communities. This could help hold these companies accountable, especially in the Bay Area, where there's such a desperate need to make sure that everybody has a fair shake at being housed. Thanks to Aaron Glantz, investigative reporter with Reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting. He's also author of the new book, Home Records. Special thanks to KQED reporters Kate Wolf and Molly Solomon, who've been reporting on the moms who were evicted Tuesday morning from the West Oakland home they've been living in since November. For more updates on that, keep following KQED News, or you can follow us on Twitter. We are at the Bay KQED. 
This episode was produced by Marisol Medina Cadena and edited by Alan Monacilio. KQED's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. We'll talk to you Friday. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 